So what we're talking about tonight is, when it comes to distractions, is the distraction of success uh, and failure. All right? Um, and I, I remember when I was your age, and I had a very clear picture in my mind of what success looked like and what failure looked like. Like, I, I, I remember, even if I didn't clearly know specifically what I was going to be doing, I had this idea in my mind of what would be successful, and I had an idea in my mind of what would be failure. Now, I've, I've been, man, I've been around campus here since we moved here almost six years ago. So I've been hanging out with a lot of college students over the years, and I know from experience, from talking to you, from praying for some of you, uh, that often you guys have the same uh, mindset. Most of you, probably all of you, have this view for your life of what is success, and you also have this idea for your life of what failure would be. Okay, now maybe you haven't articulated that to yourself, but I think that if you, if you actually think about it, there are some specific things you're looking for that in your mind will mean you're successful. And there's some certain things also that you're looking for that if they are in your life, it will mean you are a failure. Okay, so there's this, there's this standard in our minds of what it is and what it isn't. And it, it's something that I think all of us have. And, and, and I think the reason so we have it is based upon how we were raised. You know, uh, for some of you, um, your thoughts of success or failure, they come from uh, your mom or your dad and how they raised you, how they pushed you or didn't push you, how they modeled certain things, whether in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. Maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a mentor, maybe it was a coach of some kind, uh, maybe it was a spiritual leader uh, who at some point really spoke into your life or just pushed you manipulated you into uh, a way of thinking. And so in your mind, you've grown up and matured with this very real mindset of success and failure. Now, here's some of the examples that maybe uh, you have uh, when it comes to uh, success or uh, failure. One of the examples of success for some of you, your success may just be not living here, okay? Like, that may be success for you. Now, that's a very, like, we laugh, that's, that's kind of a common thing if you've grown up in a specific area, right? I, like, uh, for those of you that have grown up here, and I don't know how many of you have uh, or haven't, um, but uh, a very common thing for someone that's grown up all in the same area is, I just want to get out of here. Now, not everybody but, but I, I think that, uh, especially growing up, you highlight the negative of where you live. I remember I grew up in a town uh, north of Spokane, and I remember that was kind of the thing, is like I, all of us growing up were like, man, I cannot wait to get out of here. And it's so funny now because I look back and I go, man, my childhood, that area was beautiful, incredible, and all of that. But I remember for many of us, success was just getting out of here. Go to college so you can get out of here. 
get a job in, in, a, in a city so you can just not be here. That was success for so many uh, people. Uh, for some of you, success for you is a specific accomplishment or acknowledgement of some kind. Okay, like, like maybe graduating. Graduating, if I graduate... I'm a success story. I'll be the first person in my family that graduated. Uh, maybe getting accepted for some of you into a, uh, a specific grad school uh, or, or a trade of some kind. Maybe it's a specific job uh, or title that you're hoping to, to land. And in your mind, it has to be that job. And if, and if it doesn't work out for that job, you are not a success. Or if you can't get this title, it's not a success uh, story. And, and so for some of you, you literally, you have your career picked out. You've, you've already written the story for it. And, 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 and for some, you go as far as to you've chosen the job and the location. So you now know the job you're going to have, and you also know where specifically that job's going to happen for you at. And if it doesn't happen for you, then... It's a failure, okay? Now, uh, I'm not hating on you if that's you because I did that. And I remember it was very clear. It was, I want this job and it needs to be in San Diego, okay? Like, not a big request, right? I mean, a little bit. But anyway, I, I remember that was my thinking, San Diego. Um, another interesting mindset for some of us when it comes to success and failure, for some of us, it's not so much uh, becoming this for some of us, it's not becoming that. Does that make sense? Okay, so for some of us, success is just me not being that. That person, that situation, or having that job. Maybe for some of us, one of our parents had a specific job, a specific career, and literally your view of success is just not turning out like them. And, and so that's a very interesting perspective uh, as well. Um, and, and maybe the most dangerous one for some of us uh, when it comes to success or failure is some of us have time-stamped when we need to arrive at that success. Okay? We have actually said the success has to happen by this certain time. Okay? And, and if it doesn't, I have failed. Now, that Thinking is so much more prevalent now than it used to be uh, because of social media. Social media has, and Seth is going to talk about this next week, but social media highlights all the people that are in your age range who are achieving what you want to achieve, right? Uh, because they're only showing what they achieve, right? Only the good things. And so you're seeing that and you're comparing. And, and so for you, you, you start to go, well, if it doesn't happen for me in the next couple years, uh, then it's not going to happen, or I'm not a success story, or they had this before me, this happened for them, and I'm, I'm here, I'm the same age, it hasn't happened for me. And so what you've done uh, is literally hijack the timing of your success story from God and said, no, I know when it needs to happen, how it needs to happen, it needs to happen now. And, and so I think if, if, if we're honest, once again, we all have different makeups of these views of success and failure. And I'll just tell you this, it doesn't stop when you get older. Okay, it doesn't stop. Uh, when I got married, same thing. I started creating definitions of what a, being a successful husband would be, of what a successful marriage would look like. 
Uh, and then uh, if you have kids at some point, uh, once you have a, a child, it happens again. What, what does being a successful parent look like? How do I raise my kids in a successful environment where they can thrive? And we judge and we uh, compare and do all of these things. And to be honest, they're just not healthy. And so the question that we just have to ask and go back to, and it's going to be the same answer, honestly, that we saw last week and the week before, but it's what is true success and failure according to what God's word says? What does it say about that? And, and, and the greatest response is the, the response that I shared last week, and it's, and it's out of Matthew 22, and it's when these Pharisees, who were kind of the, the they were the religious authority uh, in the Jewish culture back in those days as Jesus is walking the earth, and, and, and they were kind of the, we've got it all together, we keep all the rules, all the laws, and, and we know God's word better than anybody else, and one of them, who's a lawyer, uh, asked God, what's the greatest command? Right, so what's the very best? And in our mind, what is uh, the most successful thing I can do? And this is what Jesus says in response. He says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Okay, so... The thing that we see here, the greatest thing that I can do with my life is to love him and to pursue him and to follow him with all that I am. That is, that is literally, that's the greatest thing I can do while I'm on this earth. That's the greatest thing. There's nothing greater that I can do, that I can accomplish. Uh, the greatest thing I can do is to love him, pursue him, and follow him with all that I am. And if that alone, if that alone is my purpose then I'm able to follow him with a freedom that's unattached to specific success-based benchmarks that have defined success for me in the past. It means that if I'm a student right now, a lot of you are students, probably most of you are students right now, that means if I'm a student, my success right now is loving him and following him with all that I am. That means uh, if I'm in my career right now, some of you are in your career, um, it's the same thing. Success in your career is loving him and pursuing him with all that you are. That means if you're taking a gap right now and you're not in school, you're taking a break, it's the same answer. It means your success right now, the greatest thing you can do is to love him, pursue him with all that you are. Now, this also connects with those of you who are confused. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're confused. There's a lot of us confused, right? I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the direction. Steve, you talked about all these success and all these things. Man, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm like lost. That means even if you feel lost, directionless right now, you can still do the greatest thing you could do which is to love him with all that you are. Now, when I say that, does that mean I don't care about working hard or having goals or desires? Okay, I want to be really clear on that. Does it, is that what that means? That is not what that means. But what it does mean is I'm not enslaved by those things. 
You guys, what's so sad is when I talk to some of you, you are enslaved by arriving at that success. You are enslaved by not being that failure. That is the drive behind everything you're doing. And so when we talk about to love him, pursue him with all that you are, it comes back to the motivation for why you're doing what you're doing, okay? Like, it comes back to the motivation, the, the why. And if it's for him and because of him, you're going to work, you're going to work harder. You're going to be more dedicated, and you're going to be much more aware of the importance of the present moment versus this distant arrival. That is a huge piece here, okay? Um, see, uh, w- when we think of enslaved to becoming something in the future, that, that honestly, that is the distraction of success and failure. It is. See, what's, what's dominating my mind if, if success and failure is, are, are these things, and I have to get there, I have to arrive at that, then, then that is the thing that is dominating everything I, I think about. It's dominating uh, my view of myself. It's dominating even when I go into an environment like this and engage with God. It's the undertone uh, of my walk to class and, and, and how I view myself and, and all of those things. And when that is what's dominating your, your mind and your heart, you're clearly not thinking about pursuing and loving Jesus with all that you are. It's either becoming this or becoming that. And, and so we get uh, distracted by all of these things, distracted by gaining success or not failing. And, you know, I, I've been there. I have been there. Um, even in my field, which is honestly a bizarre field, right? I'm a pastor. Okay, it's kind of a bizarre field. Like, all the time, people will come up to me, so what do you do? right? Like, they don't even know. They don't even know how to respond to me. In fact, when I became a pastor, uh, my buddies, they, they, they were just like, you're doing what? Um, you know, and, and, and I'll never forget, I've showed this before. One of my buddies who I worked out with, uh, I hadn't seen him in like a year, and, and we, we like bumped into each other at the gym, and, and, and we're catching up. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I go, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And, and he just looked at me and just froze because he didn't know what to say. And you know what he did? He opened up his wallet and he gave me some money. Like he didn't know what to do. So he just gave me some money because he literally felt like guilty. And he's like, here, like, give this to God. Like, you know, like he, he was that just like didn't know how to respond. So I've got kind of a weird field, right? Um, and and, and that's, just, that's just how it's always um, been. But what's so interesting is I see this same unhealthy mindset in my field when I connect with pastors, and I connect with pastors all the time, and I'll hear pastors talk about where they want to be. I'll hear them say, well, I want to get here. I want to be there. Um, I, I need to be in that spot, or I need to achieve this, or, or, or I need to have this many people, or I need to achieve this title. Uh, this is my title now, but I want to have that title, or I want to have my own uh, church. And, and all of that, all that that does when I hear that from, from these individuals that I talk to is, 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 is it's literally their view, their mindset is all about that and it robs them of what God wants to do right here and now. 
It robs them from that. You guys, that's what happens for you guys. When you're so caught up in, in, in an arrival at a success by a certain time, and you're either focused on that or not being that, you, guess what you're not thinking about at all? You're not thinking at all about the beauty, the blessing, and the urgency, and the gift of the present, of the right now. And, and, and guys, here's the thing. I, I've asked pastors this, and it throws them off. <laughs> Just throw the God card at them. That throws pastors off. They're like, oh, what? I'm supposed to throw that. Um, <laughs> what if that's not the title he wants you to have? Like, what if that's not what the title he wants you to have? What if he doesn't want you to have your own church? Like, what if he doesn't want you to have that? See, but because I've already defined what success is and what failure is, I'm enslaved to it. Like, I don't, I don't feel like anything else will do. And, guys, uh, man, this is what failure and success does. It enslaves us and it distracts us by this outcome that we have to have. And, and I'll just tell you this. Where I was at in my career and then moving here, by, by all accounts, my career went backwards. Like, it was like a bad career move. And, and, I, and I, I remember that uh, very, very clearly. Um, and, 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 but when I think about what God told us and revealed to us, me and my wife, it was, it was, it was very specific. Go help your friend. It was go help your friend. I came here to help my friend who was who had started this church. So I, I, I came here to help him. And, and that's it. And so we went. San Diego to Eugene. Easy move. In March. See, here's, here's the thing. Our obedience to that was the success. Do you hear that? Our obedience to that was the success. Okay, so success had nothing to do with the title. It had nothing to do with the position. It had nothing to do with the trajectory of a career or advancement. Success was choosing to love him, to follow him with all that I am and with all that I think. And that's what it was. And that's all it needed to be. And guys, this is a message that is so critical. It is so important, and yet it's not being taught. And so, so many of us are distracted by chasing these things, and, that we're, and so we're missing out on what God's saying right now and what he's showing you right now. And I have these conversations all the time with, with uh, young adults and, and even couples who will say, my goal is to get to this particular city or this particular spot. And I'm like, really? Be very careful with that. Be very, very careful. Because that mindset can take you on this journey and that path, on this path where you're missing out what's going on right now, the beauty of right now, the lessons of right now, the fact that God may change your plans right now and show you something better, but because you're so fixated, fixated on getting somewhere, you're missing it. Uh, one of the things that I love about reading the book of Acts, the book of Acts comes right after the Gospels, uh, and... and the book of Acts is essentially how these uh, followers of Jesus then took the gospel uh, and, and, and started 
starting these churches and just going to all these different cities all throughout the known world. It's a really cool uh, book. And one of the things I love is how they held their plans very loosely and their desires very, very loosely. See, what they did is they just allowed God to direct and redirect whenever he wanted. And, and sometimes it meant for these individuals as they're taking and spreading the messages of Jesus, sometimes it meant go there, like you're to go there. Sometimes it meant don't go there, okay? Uh, sometimes it meant stay a while, right? Like stay for a while. Uh, other times it meant, hey, you're leaving, you're leaving now. And, and I think for some of us, you guys, there's like this freshness to that that we miss out on, right? Because what we want to do is we want to land on our plans and our career path, and then what do we want to do to that? We just hold it. We're going to hold on to that, and that's it. And anything that's going to throw that off is failure. And maybe even people tell you that. But remember, that's not the greatest thing. That's not what, that's not what success is. Uh, I want you to look at this and listen to some of these verses. These, these are some great verses uh, in regards to this. In Jeremiah 10, 23, it says, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself. Are you hearing that? That the way of man is not in himself. You don't have the way for yourself. I love how it puts that. That it is not in a man, it then says, who walks to direct his steps. So you are not designed to direct your own steps, okay? Uh, Proverbs 20, 24, it says, A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? Okay, uh, Psalm 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. It's a beautiful verse. Psalm 37, 23, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. And then uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And then later it says in Proverbs 16, 3, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. As you love him with all that you are, as you seek him and seek his direction, he will confirm his plans for you. And that's enough. That's enough. See, you can think you know your plans. You don't know your plans. You, don't, you know what's sad? You don't even know what's best for you. He does. And placing his voice and desires for your life above everything else, that is success. Failure to ignore, failure is to ignore or deny that voice. And so this teaching comes back to the same question that all the topics in this series have come back to. What's really your purpose? What's really your desire? What is it? And I think for some of you, when you think about that question, it's remembering back to a different time period. You know, I've been going through the book of Revelation on Sundays, and 
one of the, and, and I'm in this section where the writer is writing to these churches. And one of the things that keeps coming up is, uh, as, as he's challenging these churches, is to remember back. Remember back. Remember back. Over and over again. Remember back. Remember the gospel. Remember the gospel. Remember the gospel. And I think for some of you, I want you to go back to maybe a place, because some of you have established, uh, at some point, you established a relationship with Jesus. And I want you to go back to that moment and that time and, 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 and what that communication was like, what the agreement was like with you and God in that. Maybe there was an incredible joy. Maybe there was brokenness in that moment when you were receiving him for the first time as your Lord and Savior, when you understood what Jesus came and did for you and how he invites you into this incredible relationship with him, how he's forgiven you, how he receives you, how he restores you, he redeems you and offers you eternal life and, and, and pays that penalty of all your sins and your mistakes and, 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 and just going back to that place and reminding yourself how in that moment, he was it. He was all that mattered. And you were open to just doing and being whatever he asked you to do and be. And I think for some of us, because of whatever it may be, whoever's voice it is, whosever agenda it may be, or you're just going to college, and in college you are taught to start looking ahead, focus ahead, planning ahead, and getting all your ducks in a row from school to relationships to all of those things. But for whatever reason, that purity that you had with him, it starts little by little to get hijacked into this way of thinking where you have to have these outcomes. And if they don't happen for you, you're a failure. And so let's just Wipe all that clean for a second and go back to that place. And if you've never been to that place, ask yourself, what does that look like? And then ask, what is it right now that's pulling you into this unhealthy perspective, into this enslavement, into this definition of success and failure? What is pulling your heart and your mind away from that to where you are now when you really think about it, you're dissatisfied in just loving him purely with all you are. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this. Remember this. He invites you when you have the questions. He invites you to bring them to him. In James 1.5, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. That is such an encouragement, isn't it? It's such an encouragement that he invites you to bring uh, the confusion. He, when you don't feel like you have wisdom, he invites you to bring it. And so uh, tonight, the question is, is your desire for success or failure a distraction from God? That's the question. And so my challenge is, let's redefine what success and failure actually is. Success is loving Jesus with all that you are. That is is success. Failure is to ignore that, is to deny that.